All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, May 25th of 2023 here. Uh, we had golf teeing off earlier this morning. We have one NBA game tonight, so we got an NBA showdown slate. We have an NHL showdown slate. And then we also have a five-game MLB main slate with a four-game early slate already underway so good luck to all of you in the early slate and good luck to all of you later on in the day in the main slate uh for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew i'm one of the coaches over here at sabersim it's a show where we go over how to use the sabersim app answer any and all dfs related questions questions can come in from support you can reach us at support at sabersim.com Questions come in live in the YouTube chat, and questions also come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. Uh, you get access to our similars, get access to uh, you know not only me here, but other members of the team by posting in the channels. Everyone's able to see that, uh, get a conversation going with, with the community as well as other SaberSim team members here. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. And going to get our first question in the queue here. This came in uh, last night, so thank you for getting this one in early here. Um, we will get to all the questions before the end of the show, as always. But to get us started, the question says, I know I missed today, but hoping you can answer at some point. I asked you a couple of weeks ago if two different people logged in about the same time with all the same settings that they were to get identical lineups. You answered it on air and said that they wouldn't because each time somebody pushes a button, there is a different SIM. My question now is since they are different SIMs every time, is it possible for me to get the bad SIM for someone like Juan Soto where he scores one point and therefore is not recommended for me here? Okay, so good question. Um, definitely a continuation of the last one. I'm going to kind of summarize some of this here for, for users who may not recall this specific question. Um, so, so basically here, question was, hey, if me and one other person log into SaberSim at the exact same time, don't touch anything, and run a build, will we get the same exact lineup? And the answer is no. And, and the reason for that is that we have thousands of game sims for each game on the slate here. When we go and run a build, we pull, we go, we go into the sims, and then we go and grab a certain number of sims for each game. Say, say, say five. We're, we're going to pull five sims for Baltimore, New York, five sims for Philly, Atlanta, uh, five sims for San Francisco, Milwaukee, same for the Mets, Chicago, same for Oakland, Seattle. And then what we're going to do from those random five sims out of the 5,000 for each game, we are going to see how the players scored in that set of games. And then that uh, that average score across those five games is going to be the projection that the builder looks at when it goes to build your lineup. So you might have, you know, uh, out of five games, Aaron Judge might go 0 for 5. And so he is going to have zero points. The builder is not going to put him in the one lineup that it's building here. Um, that that process goes on each for each individual lineup. So then we're going to get five sims uh, for that first lineup. The first lineup is going to be created. When we go to get the second lineup, when we go to build your second lineup, we are going to re-pull five random sims again for each game and then do the same process over and over again. So um, that is why two users will not end up with the same lineup here. 
Um, that because you know there's so many iterations of each game, randomly pulling five is a uh, very very high exponential number here. Um, but basically, you could definitely out of your like five sims in this example, uh, you could definitely have you know a set of five where Juan Soto does bad, and then Juan Soto will not be put in your first lineup. But then you could have you know another five sims. Uh, where he does good, and then he can be put into the second lineup here. So that process happens for each individual lineup, and it is happening, um, you know, over and over again. The number of sims that are being pulled depends on the level of your sim diversity here. I don't know exactly how um, that those are those are selected or, or what numbers are selected, but that is what is happening. So you can definitely find sims with once where Juan Soto does bad, and then you could have another lineup, uh, another set of Sims where Juan Soto does good, but definitely worth clarifying. A very good question to get us started today. All right, uh, looks like we got a two parter here from Fern Dog. We're gonna hit this one next. Uh, we have two questions in the Discord and then one question in the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. So Question says, when I do review mode, I can see how my lineup scored from best to worst and what ranks for what ranks the lineups had. I want to see the same thing from the 1500 lineups. Right now, when I see actual scores on the 1500, it only ranks from one to 1500, but it does not tell me what those lineups, uh, second part here. but it does not tell me what those lineups ranked. It only gives me the rank of actual scores, but not rank of lineups. How can I see that on the 1500 lineup? Just like I see in the actual scores from the 20 max, whatever lineups I am entering. Okay. So, so definitely understand this question here. Um, I'm going to need a CSV to show you guys what exactly is going on here. So let me go back to a slate that I recently played, and then I could kind of walk you guys through this here. So I'm going to um, hop over to this other place here and then show you guys what's going on. So I played this MLB owner's box slate the other day here, and I could, I could walk you guys through this. So MLB owner's box main slate for May 23rd, um, Tuesday here. Uh, these are these are lineups that I played myself. So I'm going to go into this build that I ran here. And then as you'll see once this loads, it is not automatically – I'm actually surprised there's no review mode here. Okay, so it looks like we're not pulling in actual scores for owner's box. This is probably like a data thing. Um, I, I don't have a CSV for any other slate here at the moment for DraftKings. I've been like exclusively playing on owner's box. Uh, but basically when you get in the post build here, right? What will happen is you need to make sure that you select the lineup file that you used to build your lineups. And then from here, uh, what review mode will do, review mode will take the lineups that you played. So in, for instance, it would be 30 lineups here. So it would take the 30 lineups that I played and then it will separate those from the other lineups in your pool and then it will sort those by actual score from highest to lowest the other option here 
which would be like on DraftKings or something, is you will have an actual score option. When you click the actual score option, what happens is that it looks at all the lineups in your pool and then it ranks them from highest actual scoring to lowest actual scoring. So your highest actual scoring lineup will now have a rank of one. Um, it, what the person's saying here is like, hey, I, I know that if I use review mode, it separates mine from the rest of the build. I know that if I sort by actual score, it resorts it. How do I get it so that the, the lineups that once I sort by actual score, I can see where what where they were in my pool to start with here. And it, it's a good question, valid question. The way that I would do this, the, the only way I could think of doing this is to create a custom metric that is Sabre score rank. So then what you would do is you do, um, you would go into your custom metric. The first option here, Man, I, we used to offer Sabre score here. So we have percentiles. I'm actually really surprised. So Sabre score now is a formula in and of itself. Okay. So this is an interesting question. I'm going to have to figure this out. So I don't know the answer to this. What I was imagining you could do is come in here and then create a custom metric that says, you know, Sabre score, uh, rank and then just do like um, descending here and then you could have a custom metric that would say okay this is my first rank saber score my second and then when you sort by actual you could reference that but I'm not seeing that here so fern dog I'm gonna have to get back to you fern dog question um, if anything I'll I'll ask the team I'll ask around and then I will just ping you in the discord I will start a thread here so I, I'm going to look at this. It looks like Kurt was actually doing the same thing. So I was trying to do the same thing, but uh, SS score is gone. Yeah. So, I, so I'm going to look into it and I will let you all know, but really good question. And um, I'll make sure to get back to you. All right. Kyle G last question in the discord, then hopping over to the YouTube chat. Kyle said, could you break down your process a bit for owner's box? Just signed up yesterday. The builder gave me a few six-man builds, but no seven or eight. Uh, trying to see what I need to change in my process when playing owner's box versus DK. Uh, yeah, so as far as, you know, changes, um, I would say that I'm not doing a ton different. So one thing, no, 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 and, and this is my actual build that I ran, right? So um, one thing that I do do is I will pull in there's no ownership for owner's box at the moment. Um, one thing I will do is that because owner's box has a pitcher spot and a super flex, you're, you're almost always going to play a pitcher in the super flex because they just grade out better and, and they're um, much more likely to achieve their projection here than a batter. So the, the pitcher ownerships from, from my anecdotal uh, checking on slates, uh, usually matches up pretty closely to what you see on DK with the exception of the highest uh, projected pitcher, maybe even coming in a little higher than their projected ownership. But I will go and download the, the, um, the table from the DraftKings homepage. And then I will uh, pull in the adjusted ownership values as custom ownership. So that's one thing that I'm doing specifically on owner's box here. And then as, as far as anything else that I'm doing here, 
is I want to make sure that I'm getting to big stacks. So we know correlation is important. Uh, we understand that, you know, the, the effect of correlation really uh, compounds when you put multiple players in a lineup here with the ability to have bigger stacks here. I just want to make sure I'm getting to them. So what I did here in this build, um, after I made all my adjustments, I was getting some lower size stacks. So some three with one offs, uh, some two, 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 some three, three, some three twos. So I got rid of all of those. And I was basically saying, Hey, I want a four stack or bigger here. Um, I ended up taking second place in this contest with a six stack of Chicago. I had the Cubs and then I had a Jorge Soler one-off here. So I, I got to some six stacks, which was great. You know, I, I would have been open to some seven stacks, especially with like 10% in my pool here, pushing 11%. I didn't get to any, that's okay. But I, I would say that, you know, let these pool exposures guide you as to um, how big you want to stack. And I would say that, you know, more stacking is probably better on owner's box. Um, I don't know how much of the field is not stacking, but I understand that the field on owner's box is not as sharp as what you're going to find on other places. So I would imagine that less of the field is stacking on owner's box as opposed to DraftKings or FanDuel. So I think that, you know, making sure you're getting to big stacks is, is really important here. I think there's even a case to say, you know, I don't even want a four stack, right? All these four stacks are 6%, 6%, 1%. And then five stacks are 20% of my pool. Five twos are 17% of my pool. The seven stack was 10% of my pool. The six stack is 29%. So um, I, I would, I, if you told me like, Hey, I'm, I'm five stacking or bigger on owner's box. I wouldn't think that was a bad idea. So um, but, but aside from that, you know, those are the only two things that I'm really doing here is pulling in the custom ownership, making sure I'm getting to big stacks. I think aside from that, everything is pretty similar to other sites here. All right. Um, jumping over to the YouTube chat question from around the bases. Can you, can you run an MLB research build and explain what specifically you're looking for in those builds? Um, sure. So, you know, I'm basically like walking through my process at this point. Um, so I'll just stay on the, these, these, um, ideas here. So, so I usually run two research builds. I run a zero nine build and I run a five, nine build or whatever half of the correlation for the contest you're playing is right. So what I'll do is I'll come in here. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm playing, playing a 20 max, uh, hundred to 1000. And then if it's nine, I'll just like round up and do like five increase sim diversity to nine here. So, so doing two separate ones here, the first one I'm doing specifically for pitchers, where I look at all of the lineups in the, in the build. And then I am um, looking at these exposures, right? Trying to see who is coming up most often across 5,000 lineups here, right? And then um, what I'm specifically doing is I am comparing these exposures to the adjusted ownership values that I pulled in on the home screen and then seeing where, where anybody is... Um, maybe, maybe under owned or compared to their ownership, you know, their, their exposure is much higher than their ownership or a situation where somebody's ownership is much higher than their exposure. So that would be like negative leverage, right? And I'm trying to figure that out with my pitchers. And then in this correlation build, uh, what I'm trying to do is, 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 uh, see how stacks rank up here. Right. So I think that one thing specifically that I saw on this day that I remember is that, you know, Miami is, Let's let these um, update here. 
so a little funkiness going on with my stack pool exposure percents. I'm not sure why. This is an old slate, so could be some funny stuff going on here. Um, but basically, when I come into this this uh, build here, Miami is my highest stack pool exposure stack, right? But one thing I noticed is that almost 11% of that is coming from two stacks, 6% is coming from three stacks, and 4% is coming from four stacks. So basically all my Miami exposure was coming from these two threes and fours. And, and that's partly due to me uh, lowering the effects of correlation here, but I'm mostly looking for, okay, who is coming up uh, highly in these builds and and uh, what can I what conclusions can I draw from that here? So I actually remember specifically one thing that that did happen was I saw the Dodgers a lot in these big stacks here. Um, you know, some seven stacks with Dodgers, some six stacks with Dodgers. All these other teams were like higher uh, on the um, on the implied run totals. So I, I'm mostly checking this like against implied run totals. Like, hey, what what not what non-highly implied run total teams are showing up and Dodgers were facing uh Spencer Strider. So I thought that was like actually a really interesting leverage play here. So I think I ended up getting to a lot of the Mets and a lot of the Dodgers. And, and funny enough, you know, I got second place with the Chicago stack, which, which I wasn't um, particularly trying to get to, but that was like an example of, okay, I'm going to make some small adjustments, let the builder handle the rest. And the builder was able to get me on the right uh, lineup here to, to take second place in this contest. But that's kind of what I'm doing here in, in this second build. Uh, Dodgers ended up scoring eight runs against Atlanta that day. I think only like four came off of Strider. Uh, he still ended up striking out a ton of people. So he still ended up scoring really highly here but Dodgers were super low owned like one percent hitters and uh Will Smith had a really good game I think Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman had really good games uh so I thought I thought Dodgers were were a good play all all things considered on that particular slate but that is that is basically what I'm doing here uh for my MLB process you guys have seen it all firsthand now all right uh next question from Jack Jack said Hi, Andrew. Do I get all of my locked lineups from my pool into FanDuel? Some of my locked lineups did not make it into FanDuel last night. Thanks. Okay. So what what Jack is asking is like, hey, you know, if I use this locking feature, um, what what exactly happens here? Or, or he has some understanding and basically what he thought happened did not happen. So not sure if you ran into a bug or anything like that, um, if you did, what you could always do is in the settings drop down, use the report of problem link, write us a brief description of what happened. This will give us a lot of information about your session and this will allow us to fix any issues that arise here. Uh, but basically what happens when you use this locking feature, if you make any adjustments, so like, let's say I'm going to go lock uh, lineup, lineup 10 here or lineup seven, we're going to lock lineup seven. Regardless of any changes I make from this point forward, that seventh lineup should always be in my number of lineups here. So if I go down to one, it is going to skip lineups one through six and then go straight to seven here. So that is what the lineup lock should do. It should make sure that the lineups that you click are always part of your lineups that you take with you into your contests. 
sounds like that did not happen. Sounds like if that it did occur, that is a bug. So the best thing that you could do is use a reporter problem and we can look into it. But apologies there. All right. Noah said, what are the Sims thoughts on Lowry slash Robinson now that Vincent is ruled out where there'll be more lineups with more uniques since those two players will probably go up in ownership. Uh, so so basically, I didn't know Vincent was out. Um, interesting there. I did see he was questionable earlier this morning. So so basically what will happen is that the builder understands, you know, which players are available and which players are not. It looks like Vincent is indeed ruled out here. Um, it looks like we're waiting for a sim to redistribute his minutes. But basically what's going to happen is this 34 minutes, this, this usage, um, all of this is going to change. The builder understands, you know, what players are available. And then from there it says, okay, you know, what is my uh, starting lineup? And then who's coming off the bench? And, uh, you know, we, we have a ton of data on, on all of these teams. So we can make assumptions about, okay, you know, if this person's starting and then these players are available on the bench, uh, how did these rotations work, et cetera, here, right? So I think that if Vincent is rolled out at his salary here, uh, you know, maybe Kyle Lowry starts, maybe Max Struss starts. These guys are very similar in uh, salary here, but, you know, you might see some increased ownership to some of these uh, lower salary guys like Duncan Robinson, um, you know, Kevin Love has been playing like starting and then playing 10, 12 minutes. Uh, so that's kind of weird. So the builder will will make assumptions here about, uh, you know, how those minutes should be allocated. But a lot of that will also come from the starting lineup here. So um, ownership will update, projections will update. So keep your eye on that. And that should give you some insight. All right, Noah said, for the MLB slate on DK, you have talked about mini uniques behind one less, but wondering if that forces five-man stacks at that point versus unique one-offs. Um, you have talked about mini uniques behind one less, but wondering if that forces five-man stacks at that point versus unique one-offs. Uh, so, so it should not force um, any specific stack sizes here. Uh, I did have this conversation a little bit with somebody in the pro channel recently. And they were saying, Hey, you know, if you use, let's say that there are six, uh, 10 players in your lineup. If you use mini uniques of six, then you can't, somebody said you can't five stack or you can only five stack a team once. And I, I went back and I, I read that. And I said, it's not that you can only stack them once. You can only stack the same group of players once. And then that would be like, that is actually something that I would like to guard against um, that I was telling the person is like, Hey, I don't want hitters one through five in every single lineup that I have. I want the builder to say, okay, you know, we use one through five. Uh, now let's mix it up. Now let's, you know, get this mix of two, five, uh, two, five, six, seven, nine, one, three, four, five, eight, like something like that, you know, mix up those stacks. So, I'm actually a proponent for using the min uniques and I'm okay with basically having a min unique at so high that you cannot use the same exact five players in, in every lineup. I actually kind of like that idea and it won't prevent five stacks. It'll just make the builder stack the team in different ways to meet that rule, but you will still get five stacks even with a really high uh, min uniques here. So and then you will still get to, to plenty of one-offs here, right? So if we do a mini unique of six on this DK slate 
or even let's let's do let's do one one less than the max, which is what we talked about here. So I'm at eight. Okay, eight is the max. I'm gonna go to seven. So then at seven, um, the stack types that I'm seeing. So see, I'm I'm seeing uh, five twos. So five twos is five two one technically, right? So uh, five stack, a two stack, and then a one off. Um, so if I even my first line up here is a five two. So then I have a five giant stack, two Baltimore, and then a New York Yankees one off here. So it does not uh, prevent one offs in your lineups. You still get to five stacks, four stacks. I'm even getting into some two two twos here. So it's really mixing it up. Uh, this is where I would say, you know, this is where working right to left works well because you increase your mini uniques and then you can go and get rid of these two stacks if you don't want to play any two stacks here. And then you're able to see that right out of the gate here. So um, that that is why I like working right to left. All right. Uh, next question from Joe. Joe said, when in post build and making adjustments to exposures, if you get to a point where the pool does not meet the requirements, do you recommend to send exposures to home and rebuild or revert the exposure that caused the error? Okay. Uh, really good question here. So for me specifically, I'll tell you guys how I think about this. If I get to a point where let's say that, you know, I'm making some changes and the builder says, you know, cannot meet requested exposures, right? Um, I actually think it's there at the moment, but it's not popping up. So so let's do something different. Uh, let's go 100 Baltimore. Okay, boom. So unable to meet exposures, right? Uh, two things at this point. So one, the builder will tell you what it can meet. So although you requested 100% Baltimore, the builder is saying, hey, I can only get to 40%. Whatever number shows up is what the max is, right? Um, there's a couple lines of thinking here. Option one is to undo the change you did and be comfortable with the lineups that you're getting. Option two is saying, no, the changes that I'm making are important to me. I don't want to do that. I do want this min exposure here. So then the answer to that is, okay, then we need to do something different. So then from there, my, my suggestion here is to lower your min uniques and then say, okay, I'm going to bring my min uniques down in an effort to get to this exposure. So then now at six min uniques, the builder's like, hey, I can get to 80%. So, okay, we're getting closer. At five min uniques, the builder can now meet that requested exposure. Um, so th this is the way that I like to handle it. I'm not a big proponent of sending exposures to the home screen and rebuilding. Um, I just, frankly, I don't, I don't um, like the time that it takes. I would rather make decisions about different things that I'm doing. So um, I have to make a decision whether mini uniques is so important to me, whether the mini unique of seven is more important than the Baltimore exposure. And then if the Baltimore exposure is more important then I need to lower my mini uniques, but if if I don't feel that strongly about the Baltimore exposure, you know, maybe I'm comfortable with that 80% and then I can now get to my six mini uniques. So so maybe I meet the builder halfway. It's like, okay, I'll I'll go 80% Baltimore and keep my six mini uniques. So um, definitely like a give and take at some point, but this is the way that I personally, personally like to handle it. Um, I don't think it's a terrible idea to send exposures. I just... I'm not a huge fan of like, okay, I got to go send exposures. I got to go back to the home screen. I got to rebuild. Um, I, I, I'm like a, uh, I'm like a saber sim truther in the way that I don't like to make too many adjustments in the home screen uh, to start with here. But 
but that would be like option three for me, which is probably uh, last option, but a uh, viable option. All right. Kurt said, I'm, I am on pro now. Does increasing pool help significantly? So my answer to this is yes. I think that, you know, increasing the pool from 500 to 5,000 is, is a huge change here. Um, that's, that's 10 X the lineups, right? And, you know, this just allows you to have so much more flexibility. You can get to more mini uniques. You can get to the exposures that you want. Um, it is, it is pretty hard to run out of lineups or run into that error that we're talking about when you're on the pro plan. Uh, you must be doing like a ton of tinkering in the post build uh, to, to get to that. So I would, I, I would be careful if you run into that and you're building 5,000 lineups, uh, maybe, you know, review your process a little bit in that scenario. But I think that, you know, the pool size of 5,000 is the number one ad of being on Saberson Pro. Jack Smith said, thanks. Uh, yep, happy to answer your question. Happy you were uh, satisfied with that answer. All right, this is our last question at the moment, everybody, from Shane Atkinson. Uh, we are going to answer this and then see what we do from here. Just a quick note for everybody. This is going to be our last show of the week here. Uh, I am out tomorrow, and uh, Monday is a holiday, so we will not be back until Tuesday. So if you guys have any questions you want to get in ahead of next week, now is definitely the time to do it. All right. Shane said, what is the first thing you look for when looking for pitchers to fade? Keeping or fading pitchers is the thing I have the absolute hardest time with. Um, so, so for pitchers, I don't overthink it too much here. You know, like I talked about, I'm running that research build and I'm looking at ownership and comparing uh, the two and looking for positive and negative leverage plays. Another thing that I do, which is like a small thing, which which might be helpful in some scenarios, I usually do like a pitcher's filter where I'm either um, – the, the one that I like to do is projected pitchers with pitches greater than like 60 here. So if, if there's a guy who's, you know, on an innings limit or a pitch limit or, you know, he's like – Usually it's like a um, it's like a bullpen day, but but they're gonna have one guy go like three innings instead of everybody go one or two. Uh, I just think that those pitchers specifically lack upside, and I would rather just not play them here. So usually I'm putting in some some type of rule um, related to pitches here that that limits that. So that's one thing that I'm doing with pitchers. You're probably not gonna get to a ton of those pitchers in general here because they're probably pretty. Um, low projected, but that's one thing aside from that, you know, I would say, um, don't overthink it, you know, listen to the builder. I, I, I'm a proponent for, you know, managing exposure, but I'm not in there like, okay, you know, this guy up, this guy down, um, that the builder knows, you know, who, who are the best pitchers and, you know, understands a range of outcomes. I think that, you know, running a research build, seeing the positive and negative leverages, and then just using that as like a sanity check, you know, I'm not doing a ton with that information as far as tinkering here, but I am coming into the build and then saying, okay, you know, um, do the, are the pictures that I'm seeing matching up with the research that I did? And, you know, on a day like this, like if I, if I were to look at this set, you know, nobody's really super high leverage. Uh, the builder is pretty flat on pitcher exposures, in my opinion here. So I, I would leave it, you know, and, and I would be okay with it. So don't overthink it. I think pitchers in baseball are the most projectable 
players on the field. So um, I'd say trusting the builder with, with pitchers, pitchers here is, is probably a fine choice. Some small adjustments warranted for risk management purposes, but I'm not like, you know, going in, uh, turning Logan Gilbert down to zero exposure here or anything crazy like that. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions at the moment here. So while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind everybody, since we're talking about it today, to make sure that you guys are playing over on Owner's Box. It sounds like, you know, new people are signing up each and every day here, which is great. Uh, the contests continue to overlay a lot, or they're basically rake-free or reduced rake a lot of the times here. Contests are generally softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, Yahoo, and FanDuel. A lot of the best players are not playing over on Owner's Box. At the moment, I don't expect that to last forever, so take advantage of it while you can. When you use code SABER or SABERSAM, when you sign up, you can get a $500 deposit bonus, and then we will track your entry fees, and you can earn free SABERSAM credit. There is no limit to the amount of credit that you can earn here. So as you rack up those entry fees, uh, we will reach out to you and say, hey, you have you can claim a month of standard or a month of pro or a month of the prop plan at these different entry fee limits here. And then that resets to zero. And then you can continue to claim that um, for, for as long as this promotion is going on here. So take advantage of it. Um, I, see, I see one person typing here in the Discord. So I'm going to hang out a little bit and see if this question can come in. Uh, but but if the question does not come in, we can just get back to that. Uh, I'll get back to that user in the Discord here. But, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I hope I hope uh, everybody has a good uh, Memorial Day weekend here with the uh, long weekend coming up here. Usually a lot of baseball on Memorial Day, so uh, should have some fun playing some baseball slates on Monday and, and as well over the weekend here. Um, if, if, if this question comes in in discord, I'm just going to answer it directly in the discord, start a thread, but uh, great show today, everybody appreciate everybody tuning in here. If you guys are building lineups, you know, throughout the weekend, question pops in your head, drop it in the office hours channel and let it sit there until the next show. And then that gives us a steady queue of questions to get started with here. Uh, question did come in here, so great. Glad I was able to stall long enough for, for this question to come in, but happy to answer it. So uh, question says, I'm probably too late here, but in PGA DFS going with the defaults, I often get really high exposures to golfers. In step three, I might lower projections to try to reduce exposure, even down to 2x the pool, but it seems like others will end up being superly, super highly exposed too. I don't use mini uniques for PGA, maybe two sometimes, but do you have any suggestions how to get a handle on having a few players that are too highly owned? Okay, so so I do want to talk about the mini uniques here. I think that in classic golf slates, you know, how do I say this? I think that in, in golf formats here, anytime that there are a large number of players in the player pool, like anywhere from 80 to 150 you know, you're probably not going to need the optimal to win. Um, you know, there's a lot of players in the player pool. There's still like the cut usually, right? So not all players make it to the weekend. I think it's, I think the times that you do see that are like really far and few between. The only time you're going to need, you know, an optimal is like when they do their uh, invite only, like super small field, like the 40 uh, man golfer fields here. So I'm actually okay uh, personally here with using mini neeks for golf slates another indication to me 
um, that that it's okay to do that is, you know, I'm running the build right now. I can't show you guys, but we'll look once this build finishes here. Uh, the sim diversity for golf slates is, is usually not 10 by default here. It's usually nine. Um, so that tells me that, you know, the builder is saying, hey, we do not need to take these single slate slate optimals. We just need to take groups of of these sims to figure out what the best uh, plays are for this weekend. So on a 20 max, 10 to 50K, it's actually sim diversity eight. So I think that, you know, I use this as an indicator of whether or not I think it's okay to use mini uniques here. Um, I'm I'm actually more okay getting to mini uniques three for golf than any other six man sport here. And, you know, if, if we, if we get to mini uniques of three here, we actually only go from lineup 20 down to lineup 30. So we've, we've, we've skipped some lineups, but we're well within the top 10% of our pool here. And we, we've only gone down um, 10 lineup spots here total. So I, I would, I would, um, I would question, I, I would rethink that a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe be a little more open to using that. But aside from that, um, as far as, you know, managing exposures here, right? I think that, you know, looking at pool exposure is going to be a really good friend of yours. Um, you know, seeing seeing where these numbers are coming in at. I mostly get concerned when I see high exposure to 6K golfers. I think like Carson Young, you know, I'm only building 20 lineups. So 20% is only four lineups total here. But let's say that I'm, that I'm building 150 set, right? And in my 150 set, so I can't get to three mini uniques on a pool of 500 builds here, but I can get uh, to two mini uniques. You know, even let's say a 150 set, I'm mostly concerned about really high exposure to um, under like like 6K range compared to their pool ownership. So Carson Young, 9% in the pool, 12% exposed. I'm okay with that. But let's say that, you know, Carson Young was up here closer to like Nick Taylor at, you know, 24% and he's projected to be 2% owned. Um, the builder can just like find these guys who it perceives to be uh positive EV and really just jam them in. So you kind of got to be a little careful there with some of those guys. Um, I think that, you know, ownership is really good in golf. So use this as, as a guiding marker here. I think that, you know, two to three X leverage in, in golf is in golf, I would probably even lean closer to like 2x because golf ownership is so good here. Um, I've, I've heard other DFS pros say, you know, when you build golf, like you should have like plus or minus 10% leverage on every golfer in the pool. And and that's just just a uh, like uh, a generalization to say, you know, how how good golf ownership is in general here. Um, but but I would I would look at those things, you know, 2x leverage, pool exposure, uh, mess around with mini neeks here. And then also just remember that the less number of lineups you're playing, I would say the, the, it's probably more okay to have higher leverage and the more number of lineups you're playing, it's, it's probably better to have lower numbers of leverage here. Right. So 40% leverage in a 20 lineup build is, is a lot different than 40% leverage in a 150 lineup build here. So just some food for thought there. Um, if you have any more questions, you know, you can just ping me in the chat and uh, in, in the Discord and happy to elaborate on that further. And um, also, you know, a message in the golf channel might not be a, a bad thing, right? A lot of sharp users in the community could give you some feedback. Um, looks like you're on the pro plan. So even, even a message in the pro channel could also be a uh, good idea and get some feedback from some other users. But really good questions, everybody. We are going to get out of here. Until next week, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.